you're listening to a message from Victory. God will punish the wicked, but will spare his children. Learn more about this truth in week four of our series, Remember This. We are finishing up a series. We are now in part four of our Malachi series. We're calling this Remember This. I want to show you a family picture uh, that was taken last June, and I have a reason for showing this to you. This was when we celebrated Father's Day. That's my wife. Uh, we've been married for nine years. We have two kids, one seven-year-old, one two-years-old. This was last June. Uh, originally, my wife wants us to have uh, to eat in a buffet restaurant to celebrate Father's Day. Pero I want to save money, so sabi ko sa kanya, let's just try a new restaurant. For today, not Jollibee. Okay, let's just try something uh, that we've never tried before. Para, kasi pag buffet, mas malaki gagastos natin. So we went to this restaurant, and uh, I realized that they serve very little portions. Okay, pag umorder ka, ang liit, parang pang ibon. Alam mo pag nung dinadala nga sa table namin, parang gusto kong... They serve... Two small servings and the price was too much. Actually, the ending, we paid more. <laughs> Sana nag-buffet na lang kami, no? Parang parehas lang, yung, parang parehas lang yung ginastos natin. We paid more. Not only that, we ended up going home so we can cook and eat some more. <laughs> gutom, lunch kasi yun. <laughs> Sobrang gutom na gutom kami. Alam mo yun, yung feeling ko na sa Tagalog, lugi. Feeling ko sobrang lugi. And I'm telling you that because when I was reading the last part of Malachi, that was the feeling of some Israelites when it, when it comes to serving God. They're having this conversation among themselves. Tapos parang sinasabi na lugi tayo. Serving God is useless. Serving God is is worthless. We've been serving God and look at our situation. And then they compare their situation to people who are not followers of Christ. In the text that we're going to, re- to read, they said, Mabuti pa yung mga evildoers, they are prospering. Look at people who are not serving the Lord. It seemed like they are doing well and they have better lives than us. Look at us and so they are saying it's vain to serve the Lord. Now, that resonated with me because, to be honest with you, I felt that before. When I was new in the ministry in the province, I served there for five years in Victory Lucena. And I've I've told this to you many times in the past that when we started, it was a very small church. Maybe 70 people, mostly students. So my senior pastor was literally living by faith. Whatever comes into the offering every week, that's what they used to pay for the operation of running a church planting. You pay for the rent of the building, the electricity, the water, the things that you used to clean up the place, and all of these things, and what's left will be their salary for the month. Pag offering sa church, alam mo, time na pag offering, maingay. Nagbabagsakan yung mga coins. <laughs> Yun yung offering ng mga student. No? So when I entered the ministry, you know, we're really struggling as a small church, struggling financially, struggling in our outreach, struggling in reaching to people. 
I dread attending our high school reunion. And every time I go there, I would struggle with self-pity. I would, I would feel bad. I would see my uh, former classmates. Some of them are doing well. My business. Yung iba may koche. Yung iba mabangong tingnan. Tapos here I am. I am a minister. I, I'm working in the church. I'm serving the Lord. But I was struggling. I was struggling in the ministry. I was struggling financially. I was struggling. There was even a time when two of my sisters were diagnosed with breast cancer. At the time when our family was struggling financially. It was painful. And during those times, I would go to God. There were times when I would pray to God in my room. And I have no words to say. I will just cry. It was hard. And I would wrestling with this thought. Is it worth serving God? Is it worth answering the call of God? Is serving God worthless? And I would battle with that thought. And that's their, quest, that's their case before God. They said, it is vain to serve God. <clears throat> Better uh, evildoers, they are prospering. That's what we're going to look at today. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 13 and 15, here's their dialogue. There's the, here's their argument in verse 13. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. I heard you talking to one another. You're using harsh words against me. You're saying it's worthless to serve me. But you say, how have we spoken against you? Then God said, you have said it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or of walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evil doers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. You know, I have, uh, when I was reading this, trying to study this uh, part of the scripture, the tail end of Malachi, a uh, portion of chapter 3 and chapter 4, I realized that I was having a problem with their argument. First one is because in our study, in chapter 1, and chapter 2, and chapter 3, we, re- we learned that these people have turned away from the Lord. Uh, the priests became corrupt. The divorce became widespread. Worship had become mechanical. They've neglected their tithes. They're offering defective sacrifices and almost all kinds of violations. That's why God confronted them. God sent a messenger to confront them about this. They kept the... The ritual, the religious ritual, they are still doing worship in the temple. It's like, if, if that's in our time today, it's like they are still going to church every Sunday. They are still dropping their money on the offering bag. They are still attending victory group. They are keeping all these religious activities externally, yet their hearts are far away from Him. So, it didn't make sense for them to bring this case before God and say, it is worthless to serve you because in the first place, they are not serving Him. In their mind, yes, but in practice, they are not. They want God to do what is right, but they are not willing to get right with Him. And sometimes we encounter people like that. We may have been in that position before where we are expecting God to do what is right, but the question is, are we making our hearts right with Him? Now, second is because they have a very wrong mindset about 
their relationship with God. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago when I brought my daughter to Divisoria. First time niya, hindi ko pa And I was excited to bring her because I know she will enjoy it. So kasama ko si Cheska, seven-year-old. Um, I know maraming mabibili doon. My 100 will go a long way. So we, when we went there, we had lunch first, Chinese restaurant. Tapos we went around. True enough, I was able to buy her a lot of toys. 30 pesos here, 50 pesos here. Tapos maya-maya, ganito na siya. And then he, she asked me this question. Sabi niya, Daddy, what can I do for you? Why are you asking me that question? Parang nahihiya siya kasi ang dami kong binili sa kanya. Tapos we've been there more than half of the day already. It's been a long day. Parang nahihiya siya. Sabi niya, what can I do for you? Do you want me to give you a massage when we go home? Seven years old, di ba? pressure. And then I just know it's a discipleship moment. And so I told her, Cheska, I'm not doing this for you because I need something from you. I'm doing this because I love you and I know you will enjoy this. I want to do you good. God is like that to us. The Bible says God delights in the well-being of His people. He's a good father. He's, a, he's generous. Every time God does something good for us, it's not because He wants something from us. No, He wants to do us good because He loves us. That's why the Bible says, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. When we are not doing anything good, when everything that we're doing is evil before Him, He took the initiative to initiate that reconciliation. For what reason? The Bible says, for God so loved the world. God, that's how God relates to us and that's how God wants us to relate to Him. God wants us to move from a transactional relationship to a love relationship. Masyadong transactional yung isip nila. Just like, um, I think that's what uh, my, my daughter picked up at that time. Na if, you, if, I, if you do something for me, I have to do something for you. And if I do something for you, you have to do something for me. It's very transactional. But God wants us to move from that to a love relationship where we do this because I love you. Yes, I have needs, God. But I'm not doing this simply because I want to get something from you. But I want to do this because I love you. And that's the kind of relationship. That's why when God's promises was not matching their reality, they started grumbling and complaining. When what God promised did not happen according to their timetable, they they started feeling bad about God and they started talking and having this talk and saying, it is vain to serve God. Kasi parang, Lord, nagsiserve kami sa'yo tapos wala kaming nare-receive. Anong klaseng relasyon to? Anong klasik ang Diyos? But they are getting it wrong. It's not of what we want to get. God wants us to have a relationship. You know, I like this uh, quote from J.D. Griar. He's a pastor. He said, when we give to God primarily in order to get more from Him, we are not worshiping God, we are using Him. We are using Him. We are not worshiping Him. God doesn't owe, God doesn't owe us anything. In fact, we owe Him everything. I think that's what we need to understand. But because God is good, how many of you know we are serving a good God? Even though God is not indebted to us, 
God promised that He will bless us. That every act of obedience, God will reward us. That in all things, God will work for our good. When my wife was giving birth to our first child, C-section, Cesarian, I was allowed by the doctor to stay inside the operating room. Kasi ninang po namin yung doctor. I was allowed to stay beside my wife and I saw the preparation and I saw the entire operation. To be honest, I was very scared for my wife. When I saw them cutting her and opening her up and the blood flowing, sobrang dami, parang kinakabahan ako, baka maubusan siya ng dugo. I'm not trying to scare the women who are here. Actually, na-amaze ako sa wife ko. Dalawang sisaya na siya. Pero siya pa yung eager na, uy, magtatlo tayo. Hindi <laughs> ka imagine talaga. I mean, just the nine months of carrying that baby in the womb, the discomfort, the inconvenience, the, the, the back pain, nine months, can you imagine? And then, here you are. You'll be cut open. Para nagpapas pa lang eh. Buksan nyo na, kunin nyo na, okay, next year ulit. <laughs> Amazing talaga. I mean, for the moms here, I salute you. I mean, grabe. I mean, you're, believe ako, no? Thank God I'm a man. Don't have to go through that. <laughs> Pero nung pinapanood ko yung wife ko, I mean, ah, para ako nanonood ng zombie movie. All I can do at that moment was just speak words of encouragement to her. There's nothing I can do. Malapit na. Oh, kita ko na. Ganun lang. Tapos medyo grogo siya. At that moment, even though they cut her, she was bleeding, I did not intervene at all. I did not become angry. I did not retaliate. Hindi ako nagwala doon. Parang anong ginagawa niyo dito? Kinakilagawa yun sa asawa ko. Pa. Anong kalokohan to? Pa? Daming dugo. Sinasawa. Wala, hindi ako nagwala. You know, I was just waiting the whole time. You know why? Because I understand the context. I know what they're doing is necessary for my wife and our baby's safe delivery. I, I'm, I, I was there waiting because I was trusting the doctors that they know what they're doing. I don't know anything about that. But they know. They understand. So I waited, and true enough, we had our baby. If we only know who God is, if we only know that God is good, if we only know that His ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, if we only know that the context of everything that happens in our life is that God working in all things for our good, then even in the midst of our pain, even in our darkest moment, even if we are bleeding, even though it's painful, we will persevere, we will honor God, we will worship Him, because we know in the end, we will stand before God, we will worship Him and we will say, Great is the Lord who is worthy to be praised. He is good. 
and His love endures forever. Sometimes we don't have explanation why we're going through some situations. But if we know who God is, we will trust Him the way I trusted the doctors who handled the operation. It was scary. It was painful to watch. But I trusted them anyway. God is worth serving. It's not vain to serve the Lord. In Malachi 3, verse 16 to 18, then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. Now we discover that it's not all the people who are complaining before the Lord. But in that congregation, there were actually people who in spite of their situation are still faithful to Him. They're coming together. They're hearing all these negative talks. They're healing all these complaints. But they're coming together, inspiring one another, encouraging one another to continue serving the Lord. I think that's called victory group. If you're walking with God, make sure you're not following God alone. Make sure there are people around you who are helping you to be strong in your faith in God. Because there will be times you will not be strong. There will be times you will battle with unbelief. You will battle with doubts. You will have fear. You will feel helpless. But that's why we have community. Even superheroes need the team. Verse 16, The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before Him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed His name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. Very quickly, what will God do for those who serve him faithfully? Three things that God will do for those who will trust him. And serve him faithfully. First one, God will listen. He said, the Lord paid attention and heard them. You know, the world listens and pays attention to people who have power and money, who who have fame. But the Bible says, the Lord pays attention and listens to those who fear him. I like this verse in 1 John chapter uh, 5, verse 14 to 15. And this is the confidence that we have toward him. Can you please turn to the person seated next to you? Tell that person, I am confident. Everyone say confidence. If you are a follower of Christ, you be confident. The Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, and whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. I like the message translation of verse 15. It says, And if we're confident that he's listening, we know that what we've asked for is as good as ours. Para kami hawak na cheque. Hindi pa to converted into cash. But this is good as cash. If you know that what you're asking from God is God's will, the The only question is not if, it's when. We have this confidence. How many of you know that praying for the salvation of your family is part of God's will? 
How many of you know that it's God's will for you to live victoriously? To be fruitful in every way? How many of you here, you know it's God's will for you to be made rich in every way so you can be generous in every occasion? The Bible says, if you know God's will and you pray, you don't stop praying, you keep praying. You know why? Because God is listening. And if we know, if we're confident that He's listening, then what we've asked of Him is as good as ours. Pastor Steve prayed for the salvation of his dad. It took him 20 years, but on the 20th year, his dad surrendered his life to Christ. Our prayers are not in vain. That's why it's exciting to pray. You don't stop praying. I I may not have an answer why God is delaying some of our prayers. The answer to our prayers. You know, I cannot explain to my children the reason why sometimes I say no to some of their requests. Like my two-year-old the other day coming to me, sabi niya, Daddy, knife, knife. <laughs> Umihingi ng kuchilyo, di ba? Hindi <laughs> naman ako parang, uy, mabait akong tatay. Ito, anak! <laughs> Magtatakbo ka! Hawak yan. Sometimes, they will ask me something and I have a reason for not giving it to them right away. The same way with God, sometimes we pray and we don't receive it right away, but we can trust the goodness of God, that He will make everything beautiful in its time. God will listen. If you are following Christ, if you are serving Christ, He will listen. Second is God will remember. The, uh, Malachi talked about this book of remembrance, and for us today, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense, but for them, that is something that they know about. Because during their time, kings will, will have books of remembrance where names of people who served them with loyalty, who've done them so much good, the names are there and what they've done and the reason they're keeping that book of remembrance is so that the king will be able to reward them. Sometimes it don't happen right away, but the reason for that record is so that the king will be able to reward those who showed loyalty to him. And Malachi used that because that's something they understand. And he said, there will be a book of remembrance. And what God is saying to us is, God will never forget what you've done for him. Sometimes we might think that nobody's seeing and nobody's noticing that maybe our service, our giving, our prayer, and every act of kindness that we're doing is coming to waste. But God is saying, no, I'm taking notes. I'm keeping a record and I will make sure you will be greatly rewarded. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 6 verse 10, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown Him as you have helped His people and continue to help them. If you're a victory group leader here, I want you to know every time you show up, every prayer, every effort you make, going out of your way to meet these people, minister to them, even some of them are not showing up for one-to-one. God said, God is not unjust, He will not forget. Galatians 6 verse 9, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, if we do not give up. God is keeping a record and making sure he will, we will be rewarded. Next one, God will spare. God will spare. And Malachi chapter 4 gave us more idea of what will happen on the day of the Lord. Twice he mentioned in verse 1 and 2. It says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and evildoers will be stubble. 
The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. And God keeps on giving us this warning that there will come the day of the Lord where God will bring judgment and He will judge evil once and for all. He's giving us this picture. It is destined for man to die once. One thing for sure, all of us, death is inevitable. And God is keeping us this warning. Some people don't believe in hell. But our doubts never make hell less real. God is giving us this picture. It's dreadful to stand before God on that day. But for those who are following Christ, that's something we look forward to. Because that's when the day will God, bring, God will bring perfect judgment. I like what the Revelation said, that when that day comes, God will wipe away our tears. So that's why even though we are living in a world with broken justice system, there will come a day when God will bring His perfect justice. And every injustice committed, every wrong that was made, God will make it right. And all our pain and all our troubles and everything that we went through, when that day comes, we will stand before the Lord and God will wipe away our tears. I like that picture. When God will deal. And some people are having a hard time reconciling having a loving God and a God who, sent, who will send people to hell. Because in this generation, many people just want God to be a God of love. So that in the end, love wins. It doesn't matter how I live. I can defy and despise God all my life. And in the end, there will be no accountability. There will be no judgment. That's why they cannot accept a God who will bring justice. I want a God of love, but it makes so much sense of a loving God sending people to hell. You know why? Because God is not just a God of love, He's a God of justice as well. He's a just God. Even us, we all know this, because we're created in the image and likeness of God. We have that innate sense of justice. When something wrong is committed, it needs to be dealt with. And for those who are followers of Christ, that is something that for us, we are not to be scared. Because the Bible says, for those who put their trust in Christ will be spared. We look forward to the day of the coming of Christ. Love and justice was served on the cross. Because when Jesus went to the cross, our sin was given to Him. Justice was met. Our sins paid for and the righteousness of God given to us. That's why every time we look at the cross, the love of God and the justice of God can be seen. That's why in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, for our sake, Jesus made him to be, uh, God made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God is worthy to be served. And for those who serve Him, God will listen. God will remember. God will spare. You know, when I, I remembered when I was in New Belt, I told them, 
uh, earlier in the 1 and 3 o'clock services, every year we would do outreach events so that we can reach more students in the area. To do that, we would invite our celebrity friends from church, like Joe, Pastor Joash, Francis. <laughs> now we have uh, some celebrities in church, and we would bring them to Ubelt. And every Friday, on a normal Friday, we would have 300, 500 people, students in church. But every time we bring celebrities, we will have 3,500 students in that main hall. Dikit-dikit na po talaga. Pag may mga tumalon, sabay kasama lahat. Nag-wave lahat. Tsaka amoy harvest talaga. It smells like people. Thank you Lord for the harvest. In those outreach events, many students gave their life to the Lord. We've seen so many people saved. And every, uh, after event, what we will do, because we cannot pay their talent fee. There's no way we can pay. We only give them campus shirts. If you're a graduate of UST, we'll give you a UST shirt. It's not a payment. It's just a token of our appreciation to them for the help they've extended. In the same way with God, no matter what we do for God, every act of service and obedience, it's not to repay what Christ has done for us. It's simply a token of appreciation to Him. Because we can never repay what Christ has done for us on the cross. Whatever sacrifice we do for God, it's nothing compared to the sacrifice He made. Coming down from heaven, going to the cross, enduring the pain so that you and I can be here today. Everything we do for God is just a token of appreciation to Him. And even if God will not do us anything good anymore in this life, we will have nothing but gratitude to Him. Because salvation itself is more than enough. That's why I like saying it. After salvation, everything else is a bonus. I have no reason to be mad at God. But I have every reason to come to Him every day and thank Him for who He is and for what He's done for us. He is worthy to be saved, to, to be served, and He's worthy to be worshipped. Amen? Amen. Can we just give the Lord a big hand? Can we all stand? Can you stay where you are? Can you stand before the presence of God? Can you just allow the word of God to sink in? Come to God and just thank Him. Express your, your gratitude to Him. Father, we stand before you today. We have nothing but gratitude. We cannot complain about anything. You don't owe us anything. It's us who owe everything to you. God, we thank you for the salvation we receive. We can never match and we can never repay the sacrifice that you've made for us to be here today, for us to enjoy this relationship we have with you. 
Lord, I pray we will be faithful to you. Even in the midst of our pain. Even in our darkest moments. I pray, Lord God, we will have nothing but praise to you. That we would learn to trust you. We would learn to wait on you. And we will acknowledge you as our great God. Who is worthy of everything that we have. You are worthy to be served, God. You gave us your all. It's only right that we give you our all. God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for those of us here who are going through tough times. I pray, Lord God, that you will encourage them. I pray, Lord God, that you will comfort them and assure them that you are listening. That you will remember every good thing that they've done that you will deliver them, that they are not going to stay there forever in that situation. It's temporary, Lord. You will get the glory in the process. As they go through that, they will know you better. They will have a greater revelation how amazing you are, how great you are, oh Lord. God, you are great. Not only in good times, but even in bad times, you are great. You are good. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised, God. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. You are amazing. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook.